Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry, feathered, or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Welcome, listeners. Dr. Lewis here. Robbie and myself are having a short break because basically our schedules are that busy this month that we could not link a time together to sit down and have a chat. We had a great idea of recording while I was running next to Robbie on one of his training runs. Unfortunately, my wife thought I was having an affair with the amount of heavy breathing I was doing after only one minute of running and recording, so that was canned. Eventually, we thought we'd put together a best-of podcast where we'd splice together some of our favourite segments. A big shout-out to Deb, who's helped us to source these segments, and also a shout-out to my cat, Olive, who is purring contentedly between each segment. We had planned to use canned laughter. We're not sure we're that funny. And sound effects cost money, so we went with Ollie's happy noise instead. As usual, a big thank you to our sponsor, Zilkeen, which is an all-natural product derived from milk, which is fantastic for helping any dog or cat with mild fears or anxieties, and also Prime 100 Pet Foods, which are Australian-owned and have single-protein diets, which are great for those cats and dogs that have particular food allergies or skin conditions caused by some foods. Check them both out, please. The podcast does not run without their support and also the support of our Patreon sponsors. For those who don't know, check out the Two Vets Talk Pets Patreon page at patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. We've uploaded a short extra podcast there recently with some questions from listeners and answers from us. So go and have a listen and drop some coins in our bucket if you like what we're doing. Also, feel free to ask us any questions on all the socials or at twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. We've had a lot of fun recording the podcast and getting your feedback and support for the last six months. So thank you, listeners. It's a great ride, and while it does take a lot of our time, we hope to continue to bark, meow, and chirp directly into your eardrums for well into the future. So keep listening, and let's start the show with a flashback to when Robbie was starstruck when he locked eyes with celebrity Charlie Pickering in the men's toilet. So, uh, anything else been happening for you this week, mate? Not much, mate. I did want to say, we're the ninth episode. I was doing a little bit of reading online. Oh, Most yeah. podcasts don't make it past episode 30. Really? So, we're th- just under a third, under of, the a third of the way to not making it. Gee whiz, what's, are they say anything about what the main things are that uh, pull people apart? Is it like creative differences? Creative uncouplings? Conscious uncouplings? Hang on. It's long, quiet. uncomfortable silences, I think. <laughs> Well, I was a little bit worried the other day when you posted the picture of your cat with, um, you know, up next to the new microphones. I thought, hang on, he's replaced me already. <laughs> he's got the new microphones. He's going to do it with Olive. What do you think about that, Olive? <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yes. paranoid, loving it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a tempting thought, but no, nah, we'll stick with you, mate. You're good, doing a good job. Oh, thanks, mate. So yeah. are you. Good oh, on gee, you. Thanks, you pat, pat ourselves pat, on pat. the back. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so All right, you got the disclaimer there? Oh, yeah, well, I was, uh, there was one other thing I was oh, going to yeah. say. So um, uh, the other day, right, so I was um, – I, I don't get to meet many famous people. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't got letters from, you know, the, the royals. <laughs> I haven't, you know, had uh, – you know, I, I, I'm not friends with Katrina Warren on, uh, on, on Instagram, you know. You know un, unlike Louis, you know, you have people who knows people, man. Right? <laughs> But I was out. I was out. Um, uh, I did the Puff and Billy run a couple of weeks ago. Oh yes, and, yes. Um, and so after the run, we went up to. Um, uh, hang on, hang on. Did you beat it? I beat the second train. This is there. Is there's a second train? There's two trains. Yeah, yeah. So there's so one fast train. Right. Right. That um that does it in yeah fast. Is the second one like a Thomas the Tank? <laughs> it goes plastic sort of. Yeah. Oh, so that's why it's slower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, in the, reverse. The second one leaves from Werribee. Uh, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, yeah. All right, you beat the second one. So, so oh, I reckon that sounds a fair effort. Oh, oh, well, thank you. And because um, Christina and the kids were on there, so they saw me as I was running along. Right. And so, so that was good fun. Um, but um, so after the run, um, we went to a, a like a, an eatery thing up in the up in the hills. Um, and uh, we get there, we're lining up in the line, and uh, uh, Ruben, myself, well, I, I had to go to the toilet because so I've been drinking too much, so much um, fluids after the run. So I got to go to the toilet. Walk through and um, walking out of the toilet, just about right, headstrong into Charlie Pickering from uh, uh, the Weekly, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. yeah, was on um, on the project. On the project, yes, sort of yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Have, have you sent him a book? Is he pregnant? Well, no, his wife's got a kid. But there's another story. Um, no, yeah, I wasn't no, to I haven't. Send him one at some stage. No, did you say Megan Gale? <laughs> <laughs> have you sent Megan Gale one? <laughs> Oh, That's for another podcast. Another podcast. That's yeah. another we'll, we'll podcast. Talk about that one in episode ten. Yeah. Um, so, so I've just about run into Charlie Pickering. How the driver? Like, thanks, mate. No problems at all. Then the um, store. We're talking the stall door, or how? Well, no, which no, door not the stall door. No, no, the, not the, the toilet stall the, the door. The outer door. The, the door into the into the walkway. Oh, I just had images of him coming into the warm seat that that Robbie had vacated. But no, 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 no. no, yeah, yeah, no. That, right. That's that's me. I'm just the toilet where I made sure I flushed too. No. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I put the seat down for him just in case. Never, um, so I've. Um, yeah, w- working in a workplace full of women, you make sure you put the toilet oh, seat down yes. when you go to the toilet. Yes. Um, so, uh, so gone back in, out into the line, wasn't out there for like 10 seconds. And then Ruben, my son, he's five, comes up and goes, Daddy, I need to go to the toilet, I need to do a wee. <laughs> okay, mate, let's come in. So we walk back out the back and I walk out around the back and who looks up and make, looks me straight in the eye? Charlie Pickering again. And he goes, Robbie Anderson, not you again. Uh, and it's, like, it's this weird thing where like, I've looked at him and then I've looked away because it's like, oh no, he's going to look at me, looking at him, looking at me, thinking oh, that I yeah. know that he's famous. Yeah, right? yeah. So I take Ruben to the toilet you know, and come back out, make sure I don't look at him as we're walking out from the toilet. <laughs> Two minutes after that, Lewis, then Ruben says, Daddy, I need to do a poo. <laughs> okay, mate, so we walk back in there. Guess who I make oh. eye contact with? Charlie Pickering again. He's, think, he's spending. Oh, Charlie's is... spending a long time in the toilet. No, no, he's out of the no. toilet. He's oh, he's not in the toilet. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm getting sorry, confused. Sorry. So, <laughs> hang he's, on. He's, so he's... Charlie, you didn't not avoid eye contact at the urinals with Charlie Pickering three times. Three times. You're yeah, outside yeah. the urinals, trying not to make eye contact, avoid eye contact with him, not while he's going to the toilet. He's in, he's back at the table with his wife. Hang on, let me write this down. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's do a flow chart. Yeah. <laughs> so a Venn diagram. A Venn diagram, yeah, of where Charlie Pickering's <laughs> eyes are and my eyes. So I've, so I've walked back out the back. He's, he's uh, Charlie Pickering sitting down with his wife and his kid, um, and he looks up and sees me again, looking at him, then me looking away. Eyes locked again. Locked again. Locked How again. many locks do we had? Oh, this is three. So now, you're, three. On, you're on first date terms so, now, I reckon. So then I've um, taken Ruben to the toilet, done the toilet, and um, and then we've walked back out again. I'm not looking at Charlie Pickering <laughs> because I don't want to have to look at him again. And, and so we come back out. 
we're lining up still waiting for a table, right? We're waiting for probably 20, 25 minutes. We're going, man, I am oh, absolutely starving. The kids, kids are be good because you're climbing your leg. Going nuts, yeah. right? Going, and why is that man not looking at us dirty? Well, no, because we're outside, right? And so, <laughs> and he's inside enjoying his meal, right? And so then they've gone, oh, we've got a table for you. No problems. Oh. We walk in. Oh. Guess who we sit <laughs> at the end of the table of, Lewis? Boom! It's Charlie Pickering. <laughs> like, How did you not look at him for the whole meal? Oh, man. Well, then, because... Uh, so we're sitting there. At the, our end of the table was hogging all the cutlery, right? So we've got the knives and forks and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So when their food arrives, and they're, they're sitting there... Like, so I've walked past Charlie Pickering three times to go to three different <laughs> toilets trips, right? And we sit down, and then he's... He there's that guy with the prostate G- problem. Gee, Don't sit near him. Yeah, how much fiber must that guy eat? Christ. <laughs> and so we um so we sit down and then I hear him say to his wife, gee whiz, the food's taking a long time. I was like, oh crap, if they haven't got their food oh. yet, and I've been walking past this guy for a half an hour to three toilet trips. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're gonna be here forever. <laughs> so they eat, but then they need cutlery. So he's gone, oh mate, can I go? Oh yeah, no problems at all. There you go. I didn't look him in Still the not eye. Looking. Don't, look don't him in the eye. Still not looking. Don't don't log on. No eye contact. And look, I'm a fan of Charlie Pickering. I think he's a funny guy. I like his TV shows. I've watched him for a while and um. Uh, and so then they finished their meal and we were then um, waiting for ours and they got up to leave. And Christina's looked at me, my wife's looked at me and she's and she's waiting for me to say something. And I'm thinking, do I say something? Do I not say something? I don't know. And so he's got up and he's left and she's got, I thought you would have said something. And I got, look, I was thinking about it. I was actually going to say, mate, I've got this podcast <laughs> called Two Vets Talk Pets <laughs> Podcast. Can I take a photo of you with it? And can you leave us a five-star review on iTunes? <laughs> and I chickened out. Oh, right? I chickened mate. out. I dropped the ball. Oh. So my promise to you, Lewis, right, even though I don't know many famous people or see famous people, is the next famous person I see, I'm going to go up to them, I'm going to look him in the eye, even th- if I've been past them to go to the toilet three times, and say, I'm doing a podcast <laughs> called Two Vets Talk Pets. Can I take a photo with you and can you like us on, on, on iTunes and give us a five-star review? Mate, How does that sound? That sounds, I love the promise, mate. That sounds good, Robbie. Had to pull what, a lot of taffy to get there, mate. What's that we just tag him in Twitter? It might be easier. <laughs> <laughs> so I was the guy that locked eye contact with you. Listen to this podcast. We you spent, you we and spent, your Twitterverse, mate, you know? We spent the first 15 minutes talking about you, so have a listen. <laughs> It's the least you can do. It's all about pets, but the first 15 is about Charlie. Charlie, yeah, yeah. Well, his show's actually on tonight. It's on Wednesday nights, and we record on a Wednesday, so we're missing out on the weekly. Are we? Yeah. Right. Oh, and there we go. go. Well, we've plugged Adam Zwar's show on uh, on iView. Yes, yes. yes. Maybe, maybe, that's it. maybe we'd just end up with this ground. Maybe we could get our listeners, Lewis, our listeners to, to um, message Charlie Bigger and say, hey, these guys have been talking about you. They're a great podcast. Give them a retweet. Yeah, fantastic. I love that. Yeah, yeah. do that, listeners. <laughs> Listener. 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 Yeah, can you Other do that than our families. Yeah. <laughs> Before we got onto the pod, mate, you tell me about your your love for for the Viennese sausage. Yes. And I wonder, are you a you're a bit of a chef, a cook, and that sort of thing? You, you, you have you ever tweaked a sausage by chance? Tweaked a oh, tweaked a sausage. Are we talking metaphorically or literally here? Well, because, wherever you, you know, want to go, <laughs> mate. The, the doors are open. <laughs> the, the, there's no if way. Sl- that if you slammed a sausage, <laughs> it might be you know. <laughs> there's no. We we can talk ships in the harbour if you like, mate. We can we can talk about the the sizzle on your sausage. The you, you're talking about the 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 thin longs Viennese versus the uh, the uh, the girth the, the girth the Australian short. hot dog I don't know mate where are we going 
I, I only buy the hot dogs that I'm told to buy, mate. I'm a very good husband. I go to the deli, get the Viennese hot dog, the Viennese Franks. Right. You know, that's the they're, they're the ones. You know, they're the ones up the back, out the back of the uh, the thing. Yeah, really? Out the back oh, of the like, oh, in the in the brown paper bag that they go behind. Yeah, the that's that, that what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> All right. Perhaps we are going the wrong direction then. Yeah. Look, this was an article by ABC It's, it's, News. it's the odd pod. It always gets a bit loose. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. A, it's the loose right. odd pod. It is. It yeah. Is when we when we've had you know seventeen beers each. And we're, <laughs> <laughs> hey, this, is, this is an article in the ABC News Online. Yes. First helicopter drops of cane toad sausages prompt design tweak. Hence the link, you know. Wow. So, so that, that's, 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 that's on our ABC? Yeah, uh, yeah. ABC Australian News. Wow. I, I'm intrigued. So stinky sausages made of cane toad flesh have been scattered from helicopters in a wide-scale trial that researchers hope will give native animals a fighting chance. Right. And, of course, mate, you would realise we're talking about uh, Ranella Marina. Right. Formerly known as Bufo Marinus. Right, okay. Is that or, the one that came toad? I was gonna say, is that the one that came out of the pot plant out of IKEA or is it a different <laughs> one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we sent it back. Yeah. yeah it's, it's gotta get back. <laughs> the sausages were airdropped across a remote Kimberley cattle station just ahead of the cane toad front line. Right. They were developed as a part of a taste aversion program to try to prevent native species like quolls. Right. From being killed by the toxic toad. Now, people who don't know what a quoll is, they're like a small, well, small marsupial. Yep. Probably native to Australia, I'd imagine, over yeah. in Australia. And perhaps like a little uh, big rat or a small possum, something like yeah, that. Yeah. So so the, the theory behind this is that obviously cane toads are a big problem in Australia. Yep. And they're advancing everywhere across WA. And the cane toads that are on the front line in advance along uh, along Australia are the biggest cane toads, yep, and the most deadly. And the here ho- is a is a quoll. Look at that, mate. Look oh, at that. Yeah. So How they're spotted they? and gorgeous. Oh, they are pretty. Look at that. Yeah. 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 So we're saving for sure. Definitely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. With a cane toad sausage. Yeah. Exactly. And so the um the hope is by feeding the the quolls or the native animals the cane toad snags. Yep. Laced with nausea inducing chemical. At least one or two of the animals can be trained not to eat them. So, <laughs> so, see, so, so see, that's the theory. And, I mean, we, we had a podcast on coprophagia. Yes, yep. And we've tried that with dogs and lacing the stools with, with nausea-inducing with chemicals. And, mate, it doesn't work. It doesn't work, no. no. Have they tried making a pineapple sausage? <laughs> Yeah, yes, a, pi- yeah. a pineapple sausage. See what a, that does for him. Pineapple. I get on pineapple, love. As the yeah. late Hugh Worth used to say. Well, do you reckon that um, maybe instead of feeding them, you know, horrible tasting cane toad sausage, maybe they could just feed them better tasting sausages? They wouldn't worry about eating the cane toads in the first place. That's a good point, mate. Yeah, you know, just just give them a nice, uh, a, ni- a nice Viennese. Viennese. <laughs> we need to talk to them. They need to be dropping. The Viennese sausages, the the, the, the cane toad, the good, the good ones. ones from the back of the deli yes, in the paper yes, bag. Yes, spot Drop on. them out of the helicopter. Oh, I knew you could tweak a sausage, <laughs> mate. I knew you could tweak. It's part so, of my mo, mate. Yeah. So yeah, they uh, they they found that the not enough of the quolls have been taking them. Right. Okay. And so they've got to tweak them. The cooking process begins at a drop-off bin at a park in Karanara. In Karanara, right? Locals deliver live cane toads they've scooped oh, up Jesus. from gardens or roads. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dale, I'm just popping off down to the local cane toad bin yeah. to drop off the, uh, the the cane toads we've scooped up in the backyard. Barry, Barry, <laughs> the 44-gallon drum of cane toads is full. Can you go and drop it off at the bin? 
I did it last time. Oh, sure, Dale. I head down there now. Yeah. (laughs) Dan, don't stop at the pub. (laughs) And welcome to all our Karanoa listeners. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go, mate. So look, you know, I'll I'll be interested to hear how they they go. Um, But I'm really sceptical that this is... Actually going to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to do some fine tuning of the sausage. Right, okay. Are they, do do they you, any, any volunteers for fine tuning? Fine tuning, fine tuning his cane toad sausage. Yeah, to make it more palatable and interesting for quolls, and indeed something they then associate with cane toads. I, I reckon if they're dropping that out, of the, the the number of dogs that would be eating those sausages too would be immense. Yeah, immense. that's true. Yeah, um, is it true that you know that the you know the it's the the toxins on the back of the cane toad, isn't it? You know, I think I, it I think, is. Or, yeah, yeah. I yeah. So. Um, and do the dogs get a toxin a toxicosis from it from from eating the cane toads? Oh yeah, toads? they do. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And it's it's it can be fatal. Oh right. Yeah. 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 So the, I think the. Uh, the treatment is that you instantly got to uh, wash out their mouth with water. Oh, right. So, so people it just gets absorbed so damn yeah, quickly through the mucosa. Yeah. yeah so right, you know, okay. thinking, uh, one of the one of the vets I worked with said, you know, often he'll see uh, talk to owners on the phone and they've got to go out and turn the garden hose on. And and the important thing to realise when they're doing that is you are just trying to wash the mouth out. Yep. You're not actually trying to inflate the dog like a balloon <laughs> with the with the garden oh, hose. Oh, oh, oh. So, 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 so it's it's Nara, It's not Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, forget the yeah the water boy. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so he he said, yeah. Either you see that there's three three options when they've been done by the cane toad. One is they die instantly, which is right. unfortunate. Second one is they wet mouths washed out beautifully. Or the third one is the lungs are full of water. <laughs> Daily Telegraph this week. Fantastic little article. Yeah, what's it got going uh, on? Dating with your dog is now a thing. Wow. As in as in taking your dog on a date or taking your dog for a date? Well, if I read from the article, stopping someone in the street to comment on their puppies once a way of meeting people. Sure was. Still probably is. Yes. Today the dating scene has been taken over by technology and Tinder and traditional methods. Like Unless you're a rhino. Doesn't work yeah, if you're no, a rhino. It doesn't. Well, that's the point. Yeah. Yep. At poor sedan, like connecting uh, and traditional methods like connecting over a love of animals seem distant, belonging to an age before ours. Oh. Did you and Christina you met over the love of animals, mate, at vet school, or, um, or more, more the love of a, a a bit of a party and a, and a quiet drink, uh, maybe? Or? Uh, it was actually a chupa chup, believe it or not. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um. The um. The 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 pass the pop challenge at, at um. You know, I don't know whether or not <laughs> this is going to have to go into the this. black no. the black label one, and um. I wouldn't take it. I, I, Christina tried to offer me the pop, and I go, no, no, thank really? you very much. Yeah, no, no, you turned down the herpes pop, mate. Turned turn down the herpes pop, yeah, and that's why my lips are just so pristine, mate. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to cover it over with a beard now. No, um, no, it didn't take it, and that, and that was what um uh, got Christina's wow. interest, believe it or really? not. Really, was the yeah, yeah right. My, 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 my impeccable personal hygiene. Was it because it, it wasn't the uh, strawberry and cream? It was <laughs> the cola. Is yeah. that what? Has a cola yeah. shop? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's a that's a guess. Blue, blueberry. Bah. <laughs> anyway, so back to the story. Yes. Canberra single Tatum Brown is changing all that. Right. She's started Sydney's first ever dating with dogs. 
as an event for dog-loving singles aged 20 to 45. Right, yes. So we could still get a Guernsey, mate, if we weren't happily married. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And we'll play host to a fun... It's getting tight, though. It's getting, we're getting up to the far <laughs> end of that then, aren't we, you know? Play host to a fun, flirty and fundraising afternoon for locals looking for love. Right, there you go. And their furry friends. There are instant topics to talk about, and it's getting back to old school ways of meeting people and getting the stigma out of meeting people online too. Right. I was reading a study. Yes. what uh, Tatum says. Yes. I was reading a study on how dogs make you more attractive. Right. And I do know you're a dog owner, Robbie. I am, I'm yes. not. Yes. Now, there's. does that mean you are an attractive, more attractive member of the human race than myself. Well, I have been trying to delete those comments off the social media so you don't see it and get yourself out. No, I don't. I, that, that, I don't was, that was, mate, because you put up that one of you, like Greg Norman style. <laughs> I saw that too. <laughs> that is horrible. That is Pretending sort of, to bath Rosie, but no, oh, mate, you just, you just show just off the Just cover yourself in the suds. That's yeah, right. Yeah, it's showing, showing off the guns. <laughs> oh, that photo you know, destroyed the internet. Oh, that was God. terrible. How is that possible? Ugh. Anyway, so when a man has a dog, a woman is more likely to give her phone number. Really? So this is a good start. Now, wow. was this a double-blind controlled study, mate? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, have, are you getting a lot of phone numbers walking Rosie or? No. 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 No, no, no. I'm not. No, no. But I am walking around with kids though. So, yeah. So, so they can see <laughs> the baggage there. Yeah. Kids and, and the not interested look on your nah. face. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Anyway, and so she's hosting this this function. Yes. Tatum herself has tried Tinder and Bumble and all of that. Right. Whatever all of that is. All of that is, yeah. But unfortunately, these apps have a bad reputation. Well, yes. I just think it's about being more traditional and about dating and bringing the right eligible people out of the woodwork. People who are open to a relationship, not just looking for a good time. Yeah, absolutely. So Tatum, so, you know... I'm just wondering, how do owners meet at these functions? Are we, you know, they've got the dog in tow. Is there, is it a handshake or is it a sniff of certain, where, where are we going? I was waiting for that one, mate. That's the, um, if, uh, yeah, that, that was the, uh, you know, you don't want to bury the lead on that one. Absolutely. You know, um, yeah, I mean, it, all jokes aside, it's actually a pretty good idea too, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's the, you, you see, you know, you can get a pretty good idea of the way that people are by the way that they treat their pets, you know. Yeah, well, that's true. And yeah. often often the, 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 the dog will know, like somebody, that people often say, oh, I knew that guy wasn't right for me or that lady wasn't right because my dog didn't like them. Yes, yeah, That's yeah. a really common thing they say. I should have listened to the dog from the start. Oh, the dog, the dog knew. Yeah, yeah. The dog knew the dog told me to swipe right and I swiped left. I don't know whichever <laughs> way is what. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but no, that's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought the, um, as soon as you tell them the story, that oh, there's a bum sniffing reference you in reckon? here. There's got to yeah, be. There's it's got set up for Lewis. There, got to be. There might yeah. be a special corner there for it though. You know, like the, the bum sniffers corner, oh. because because you don't want people to feel like they have to sniff bums if they don't want to. Yeah, well, it's you need a, a yeah. safe place to sniff a bum oh, if you want to, or a safe word even. Maybe a safe if, word. If you've had enough of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the safe, yeah, it's safe word to get out of the sniffing competition. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, she's running a function, but the the sad news is I've got of it is it's actually on tonight. Oh really? Yeah, it's on tonight. So. Uh, so t- tomorrow, tomorrow. This is Saturday, uh, so it's on tomorrow, right? And unfortunately, this podcast won't go out till next week. So, <laughs> listeners, you've missed it. But, but if anyone goes to it, why don't you let us know what's going on? Exactly. How Any about singles that? out there? And she did actually. There was a, a section where she said she's had one of these functions before, right? Yes. And since her cam- first Canberra event, 
The 31-year-old single woman said she had news of two loved-up couples. Nice. So that's 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 a better hit-and-miss ratio than The Bachelor, I reckon. Well, absolutely, yeah. Bachelor only gets one loved-up couple. Well, that's um that, that's what I was hoping was going to happen, like a um a, a perfect match style, where are they yeah, now? You know, yeah. like, a, are they still together? Do they, have, the, have the dogs gotten along? You well, know? that's right. When it, well, well, unfortunately, it seems like Tatum's had an event and she's still single, so, so best of luck for, t- <laughs> for tomorrow, Tatum. <laughs> well, that, well, yeah, hopefully this is the last one you have to organise, Tatum, that's and then right, after yeah. that you're just uh, then organising the mother's group ones yeah, for all the next right. catch-up. Hopefully it's you and your partner organising the yeah. next one. And, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. that's good. Oh, maybe we should um, – have they got like a um, a social media uh, thing for that? Because well, we could um, you know, tap them and go, hey, look, we've mentioned you on the podcast. How about you give us a you know, give us a little pluggy plug? Well, and maybe. Well, she, it is run for charity, so it's all well, about the well, uh, adopt, adopt, sorry, adopt, don't shop foundation. So, oh, I that's think, good. I think all proceeds are going towards that and the Golden Oldies Animal Rescue. Oh, a nice one. So, yep. um, so certainly, yeah, good, good cause there. And um, maybe, we, maybe we can send Tatum an email and maybe later in the week and just get an update on success and uh, how, how things. Sounds how things good. Yep. Yeah, you didn't but, get yeah, what I want to talk of, of animals eating the wrong stuff, mate. Yes, what do you see got? the article, Herald Sun, this week? Uh, sinister cause behind Victoria's drunk kangaroos. No. Yeah. Bring it on. Bring it so on. So there's a simple cause behind a spate of drunk kangaroos seen struggling to stand or hop in Victoria. Goon bags. Well. Well, that's... Yes. Goon bags. Yeah, goon bags. Goon, goon bags. The kids have been sprung out the back of the, you know, out in the country, Victoria, maybe out behind the footy club. They've been sprung. They've had to leave the goon bag behind and the kangaroos have gone and started playing spin the bag around the, the hill's hoist themselves. Oh, well, I thought you were saying that these kids have run off like kangaroos. Everyone's going, look, the kangaroos are drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but that's got me thinking, you know, like you know, the boxing kangaroo. Yes, it's, it's a it's an iconic symbol of Australia. Yeah, is that just they they've just gone out in the paddock and they've seen these two drunk kangaroos going, oh, I love you, mate. And next minute they're, oh, let's punch on. What did you say to yeah. me? Oh, I said I loved you, mate. <laughs> well, don't look at me like that. <laughs> so that's where they've got the boxing kangaroo from. The couple of drunk kangaroos out in the paddock sparring up. And then they get a bit punchy. Yeah, get a couple a of pun- beers and they pun- get a bit punchy. Punchy on the P one double S, shall yeah. we say? <laughs> The animals are seen with lolling or shaking heads, unable to hop without staggering to the side, falling and often struggling to stand or move at all. Wow, yeah, righty. So it's in the area it's been is Heathcote. Uh, this is in Mel in Victoria. Yes, yeah, uh, around Melbourne, Heathcote, Yanyin, and Sunbury. Right. And what it is is, is these these kangaroos have been eating a grass um, that uh, eating phalaris or canary grass which is used in pastures for livestock. And at this time of the year, it produces a toxin. Right, okay. That makes them appear to be drunk. So, look, if you're driving past and you, you see a, a mob of kangaroos that do appear to be dr- uh, d- drunk, yeah. just just pull over, perhaps perhaps pop a, pop a barocca. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but perhaps leave a few barocas. you got some, pop them in. Just leave some, just crumble yeah, them on yeah, the grass. That's right, yeah, just you know, let them just sleep it off and... Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> At kebabs, do they have anything in there about treating them with kebabs? Funny like a late you should night kebab. Funny you should say that they, they they've set up a, a, a caravan, right? Yes. Kebab caravan in the in the paddock. Nice. And, yeah. And the kangaroos all they're thankfully uh, 
recovering well after the the big bend of the night before. Well, there's got, um, and and do you think that they'd more go for maybe a falafel? Maybe a falafel would be a bit more up their alley yeah, from a herbivore point of view. Oh, you know? yeah, there's no meat in a falafel, is there? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think it's in a proper falafel. Yeah. Oh. Well, that'd be it. That's that's uh, that, that's pretty cool. Well, I thought you when you um, well, the other thing then I wonder is whether or not have koalas been doing this all these years as well, but just the fact they've got their furry bums just wedged inside of a fork in a tree that means that they don't even look drunk. Yeah, that's well, that's a kangaroo's problem because they're out still on the flat, out on the land. They actually look a lot worse. Yes. But if they were just porched on a on a seat like a drunk uncle, like a, like a koala is. <laughs> No one's going to know any difference. No, no, spot on. So, but I guess it, 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 it is important if you do see kangaroos in these areas that are acting that way, there is a mention in the article, perhaps contact your local wildlife group because um, there's some concern that if they're not able to hop properly, they might get attacked by dogs or foxes or be prone to starvation. So um, so certainly contact your wildlife, local wildlife rescue group yeah. um, to, to, to help out the poor, drunk, boxing kangaroos. That's fantastic, mate. That's, a, that's dynamite. This week I heard about, I think I first heard about this actually on one of the radios. Okay, yep. And it was a little um, a sign that went up, back, I think it went up on Gumtree, I imagine, and and it just it just got me interested. It's uh, the, the, the poster is Lost Pigeon. Lost Pigeon. Reward, $300. Right. Now... I don't know about you, mate, but I, I mean, do you know much about pigeons? You, you got pigeons I do. that come into work? No, I do know about pigeons. Oh, right. I well, do know about well, pigeons. Well, all I know about yep. pigeons is you can have, there's your garden variety walking around the street pigeon. Yes, yep, the winged rats. Yeah, yeah, rats yep. of the sky. The uh, There's your um, your racing pigeons. Racing pigeons, yes. And then your homing pigeon. Yes. And the one thing I do know about a pigeon is is if there's any animal you're going to lose yep. that's going to come home again, surely You'd it's got to be a pigeon. want it to be a pigeon. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's got to be a pigeon. So a lost pigeon, yep. they don't get lost, surely. They come home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I've heard of people selling pigeons. Yes, yeah. You know, selling racing pigeons. Yeah, absolutely. And then two days later, they're back at their house. Yes, great little rot that one. Oh, that is that that that's dynamite. That's that'd be like ordering Uber Eats. <laughs> you know, but then your food just ending up back at the restaurant again. You know, before you've had a chance to eat it, then it goes out to the next house again. You yeah, know? or every Uber Eats coming to your address. Oh, yes, and everyone's absolutely it's your address. So they keep coming back to you because you keep raising up your eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> So I don't know. It says you know it's got a photo of the pigeon. Yes, yep. How is he? Oh yes, stock not standard. Yeah, white, white with some grey. Yeah, they, yeah. they call that merle? Do they a merly pigeon? Well, we've Maybe. got a fancier on our hands, do we, Robbie? Oh yeah, it's a it's a dark past that I've got, mate. Right, yeah. and you know distinctive markings. Never Beak. been outside. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Feathers. <laughs> two eyes. Yeah, one to two wings. <laughs> 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 Never been outside. Very tame pet. Now, there's a little, just a little note down the bottom. Yes. We are your neighbours nearby. Now, like I said, I don't reckon pigeons, they get lost. No. And we're looking at the neighbours nearby. Yes. I'd be going around just smelling. Is there anyone that maybe there's a 4 and 20 cooking next door? Or, yeah. I mean, yep. yeah, I don't, I don't think pigeons get lost, mate. No. I'd, that... I'd be suspicious that someone's... 
Someone's delved in a bit of the, the maybe the squab pie or a, something a, a like that. Pigeon aside, too, yeah. too much watching MasterChef. Yeah, yeah they, they, they've looked at it and they're trying to work out whether or not they can um, debone a squab or something yeah. like that. Yeah, this is a friendly one. It's actually approaching us. Yeah, <laughs> Gee, this is going to be easier than the last ten times. <laughs> so, so anyone, if you've seen uh, seen a pigeon out in Rosanna in Victoria, there's a reward. There's a reward for it. It hasn't actually got a name. That's disappointing. Is oh. it? Do they have a phone number? Oh, they don't have a name yeah, for the pigeon. Yeah, phone number. We'll give that out. Zero four. Yeah. No, we won't do that. <laughs> I was going to say, because I could, um, you know, if, if they don't want that pigeon, I'd, I'd quite easily get them another sort of well, five or six, even for 20 bucks. I'm, now, tipping, I'm tipping if we did give the phone number out, there'd be a lot of people rocking up with <laughs> pigeons at the door going, where's my 300 bucks? Here's your pigeon. Oh. Um, and in fairness, three... 300 bucks for a pigeon. It want to be a well-loved pigeon, <laughs> yeah, you know? Well, obviously it is. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. In in, uh, in large letters, it does say cash. Cash. So they're not paying a check. We're maybe not... that's the bird's name. Oh, maybe Maybe the bird's cash. name is cash. Yeah, right. Yeah, the $300 is actually Zimbabwean dollars. Oh. Right? But the pigeon's name is cash. Or Madagascan dollars, mate. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Any information. What's the exchange rate there, you know? Any information appreciated. Well, there you go. <laughs> Hello. I've got some information for you on your pigeon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know where I it is. I don't know where it is. I'm sorry. Is this is this information appreciated? Do I get money? <laughs> yeah. Right, so because I mean, we're doing a little bit of research for the show, but um, but before we came on, wanted to get a bit of background on you, know, on, on what you've been doing with the career, mate. And um, we did, we did. I know you're a passionate cyclist and you, you love your cycling and that sort of thing. And we we did get a phone call came in from uh, from Karawatha Gardens <laughs> Apartments <laughs> uh, up in up in up in yeah. Bright, mate. And I just wanted to check, you know, similar with the colour blindness, you. Your death yeah. perceptions all good, mate. Any any yeah. sort of instances occur yeah. with uh, up in, up up at the uh, apartments? There, well, yeah, funny you, you say that. <laughs> I have I have uh, written off a couple of bikes when after placing them on the roof racks of my car. <laughs> Very expensive lesson, I should right. say. What so um, what so two two in two days or no? I want, I did one at the same place a year apart. <laughs> What are you thinking on the way up, Simon? I've really got to make sure well, that the bike's enough, on the roof this yeah, time. Or? Yeah, I even put stickers on the car, the bike on roof. And, but it's a long drive up to Bright, so, so you can try it and forget. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get any reminders at all from anyone in the yeah, car? Kids remind you or anything? My wife did remind me, what's your bike? <laughs> and as I drove into the drive, I got distracted by my brother, who was also staying there, and then forgot it was on there within about, oh, I don't know, 30 seconds and wrote it off. <laughs> <laughs> that is expensive. Yeah. It's expensive. Oh yeah, they're yeah. unforgiving those. Um, you know the, those carports. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, well, the bikes haven't really been designed to be able to. No, uh, they need to make them. That sort that's of, right. Uh, yeah, that's sort of horse sign. Oh, no, someone needs to design some sort of. Se- they've got parking sensors. We need like uh, roof sensors, rack, roof yeah. rack sensors. Height I think. Sensors. Do you, have you talked to the apartments about maybe putting in some rubber strips to? No, but you know, the, in this noise. particular apartment complex, there's a lot of dents in the carport. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a very, it's a popular place for cyclists to stay, and there's been a few bikes written off up there. Maybe they're running a business made of bike spare parts business. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah, go, yeah, yeah, they we'll, keep we'll lowering. Keep a local bike shop's lowering it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many people buying bikes in Bright unless they've written them off in the, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the apartment complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, about five minutes after I wrote it off, I got a phone call from the bike shop going, I heard you uh, <laughs> might need a bike. <laughs> He's scouting it, mate. <laughs> 
All right, you better get that disclaimer going. No problems at all. So all advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we've missed anything or if there's anything else you would like clarification of. Lewis, ball's in your court, mate. What have you got? Now you brought up the disclaimer. I did have a mate have a chat to me the other day. Oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's all good, all good. Oh, fantastic. No, not not a lawyer. His wife's a lawyer. Okay, yes. um, and uh, look, I think you'll know who who he's talking about. We had a chat at the the girls' basketball the other night, right? And he likes it how we get about halfway through the podcast and go, "Oh, what about the disclaimer?" <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, no, we we mean it to be where it is." Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, we don't forget. <laughs> So big shout out to mate, big uh, big friend of the podcast, big friend of the podcast. Yeah, get, gives me continual feedback. Says says he has a laugh occasionally, which oh, I thought that's good. Oh, good. But learning, learning, learning lots. Sure, he's learning lots. Oh, fa- hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yep. we, we to to entertain and to educate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Edutainment. Yeah. What? <laughs> it it edutainment. Is that Is that it, Latin? It, it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Par, parla edutainmentus. Oh, very nice, man. Yeah, yeah. Like it was it. scrawled on the back of the Rosetta Stone. It's fantastic. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does the Rosetta Stone have a back? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they haven't looked. <laughs> Maybe they haven't. Maybe they should. There yeah. could, could be other things there. You know? yeah, it's other, other We're onto something here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Go to the uh, British Museum and check it out, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where it is? The British Museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I went to the museum and we didn't actually. We missed it. it was, oh, did it was, you? Which is a shame. Yeah. There's a sign. On is the wall. is there? Rose Rosetta Stone. This way, an arrow. Oh, maybe yeah. I missed, maybe I missed it in translation. <laughs> Just next to the cafe. <laughs> <laughs> We had a, um, a a quietish day yesterday at work, and oh, well, we had we got a locum in, and um, so I thought, you know what, um, uh, it was curriculum day for Camille School. Ruben wasn't a kinder, so I said to Christian, I said, yeah, come up, we'll go out for lunch. We'll go ice out skating. Not ice skating. I don't no. have the ankles for it, mate. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have your nice t- tough ankles, mate. You know, I've, a, I've got a um, I've got a, a podcaster's ankles, mate, not a dancer's ankles like you. you what know? about go karting, mate? Oh, we're go karting next week with the with the dads group, right? Seriously, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so uh, part of the the Camille's um school, I'm part of a, a dad support group, and um, so we're, we're going go karting this this Tuesday. We've organised a um a thing at um, sidetracked in Oakley. Fantastic, um, yeah. So, um, go karting, laser tag, um, Daytona. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. We've got about forty dads that are going along for it. So wow, that'll be, um, it, that'll be good fun. I was gonna. It reminds me, mate, a, a few weeks ago yeah i was going to stitch you up an absolute pearler so you don't you probably don't remember you did the podcast one night and you oh, a lot of stuff dropped out of you out of your pocket your phone dropped on the ground right. yeah yeah and in the process a receipt now we can always delete this if this is going to be an issue but the re- a receipt dropped out and just stuck on the bottom of the chair where oh, you're yeah. sitting on yeah i was like oh what's this and i pulled it out and it was i know tuesday is your day off yeah yeah and uh and I know you're a busy family man. I know you like to do things with the family. Yeah. But it was a ride for one 
yeah. in the middle of the day on the go-karts. Yeah, yeah. And so I was going to get on and go, now, Robbie, I know you're a family man. You, you're, you probably do a lot of housework on the Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. What what'd you get up to on, on Tuesday, the 1st of May? Or so, so, it was. so it was a Tuesday, was it? Because yeah, it was. It, good, because if it's the Tuesday, then I can easily justify this, oh, right this, this visit to the to, to sidetrack, right? So, so I'll leave this in then. So I've been there twice, right? So there was there was once that I reconned it on a Thursday. So I yeah. um, so I, I took off from work for a um for for, my, for a lunch break, and I drove to um to to sidetracked, and I thought because if, if we're gonna have this um the dad's group thing there, I want to make sure that it's pretty yeah, good fun. So I've gone, I've put put my money out, you know, gone and had a um a, like a. 10-minute, 15-minute thing around the track. Had an absolute blast. Then um, it was a couple of weeks later. So then this is where the Tuesday one runs in. So it was on you, a... You thought, oh, I just need to do a second recon yeah, another lunchtime. Yeah. yeah, just maybe they're different, the cards, <laughs> week to week. Maybe <laughs> Thursday's just different Just to make Tuesday. sure that maybe the th- Tuesday cards are better than the Thursdays. So I had Ruben with me, my young fella. And so, um, uh, so it was on my day off. And I thought I was going to have to go and do surgery on this little dog on the Tuesday. So I've gone into work um, and this little dog, had, that we thought we were going to have to do an X lap on, um, turned out that it was that it was doing okay. So, um, right. so, so yep. didn't have to do surgery on it. So I've had Ruben in it um, in at work for we we're in there for like half an hour, forty five minutes because we re X rayed it and we're talking to the owner about some stuff. And so we. Um, uh, so, so on the way home, it yeah. was rooming a bit of doing a bit of. Daddy, what does this thing do? Oh, oh that's the dental drill. Yeah. Don't touch yeah. that. Stay away from that one, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah stay away from the surgery site. No, it was. Uh, we had him set up good old Netflix. Had the computer set up, Netflix uh, playing. So right, I was eh? watching a bit of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and so I said, "Come on, mate, we gotta we gotta get going." But we had about an hour before kinder started, and so I said, "Come on, mate, we're, we're going to head home." And so we've pulled into sidetracked, and Ruben's gone, "Daddy, what's this place?" And I've gone. Oh, mate, I've just got to call in here and have a look at something. Now, it was about a half an hour before they were supposed to officially <laughs> open, but the door was unlocked. And so we've walked in there and I said, look, I'm, I'm really sorry, not for nothing, but I know it's your half an hour early. Can we um, you know, can we have a quick run around? And so Ruben's got, Daddy, what are we doing? I said, hang on, mate, because I thought Whoa, they still might not let me. This so they're is going, gold. Yeah, yeah, look, this is all right. The manager says it's okay. So we've signed up. So we've gone in the little tandem one. So it's got oh, Ruben and me next to each other because oh, he's only five. He would have loved it, mate. And so I've gone, mate, we're going to go go kart gone daddy are we allowed to do this <laughs> do, I, do i do we have to ask mommy like it's okay mate i can make the decisions too i'm a big boy I'm i a, i wear underpants now yeah, i can right. make these decisions I, i'm also your legal guardian which means legally i can take you go-karting and so we say, can go fast yeah we can go as fast as we can mate. so we're going around so we've got the the whir of the of the go-karts and we're zooming around the wind and as we've got the big um the uh you know the the big helmets on yeah and ruben's just you know, as you talk you know, daddy what was that mate daddy it feels like we're going really fast yeah mate it does feel like we're going really fast around the corner daddy what was that mate daddy can you skid the bum out around this corner yeah dad we can so so that's where that one came from mate so so i was really hoping hopefully you'd done a little sneaky one and just gone oh christian i'm just going to duck to the shop just going to go to the shops yeah no no the sneaky one was the two weeks beforehand but that one was a legitimate one i said to um so so we rang up christina on the way to kinder and um and and rumors mommy we we went go-karting. Oh, isn't that gorgeous? Of course, then Camille's found out that we went go-karting. Oh, and she's yeah. going, oh, I didn't get to go. And, oh. and, and Christina listens to this with the kids. So, so Camille, when you're listening to this, you're getting all upset. Yes, we are going to take you go-karting again. Everything's going to be fine. It'll be, you know, everything will even out. Daddy but promises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you've got all the podcasters. Um, so, yeah, so that was, uh, man, we segued out pretty well that, from diabetes that, to go-karting. That went good, didn't it? Yeah. How, how good's, how good's go-karting? And how good's that's all we've got time for today. <laughs> 
<laughs> so hopefully your pet doesn't have diabetes, and if it does, we'll pick it up next week. <laughs> you have to wait another week for <laughs> some, some actual decent talk about so, animals. Yeah. You say that, right? Um, so I hope you've never had this problem, Sean, from Flowers Across Australia, but years ago, right? So um, uh, when I was working in Warrigal and um, Christina, my wife, was working in Frankston, it, it must have been our, our anniversary. And so what I've done, I've gone to the local florist and I said, look, we'll order some flowers to get to get sent to her work. Right, what do you want to have on there? Okay. Dear Christina, happy anniversary. Love, Robbie. Okay. Yeah. Now, we're vets. Our handwriting isn't all that good, <laughs> right? So, um, so I'm waiting for the phone call that night, you know, to say, oh, because we, you know. Thanks, sweetie. Oh, oh you remembered. Gorgeous, oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't hear anything, you know. And I go, what's going on here? And so I, 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 I rung up Christina. I go, happy anniversary. What's going on? She's oh. gone. She gone. Oh yeah, sorry, I was on the phone to Debbie. So, <laughs> what? So I was on the phone to Debbie, who sent me the flowers. <laughs> so what are you talking about? I said, oh, when the when the flowers came, I said, dear Christina, happy anniversary, love Debbie. Right. <laughs> so they've seen the R and thought it was a D. They've seen the O, thought it was an E, then B B I E. But but hang on a sec, I'm liking this friend Debbie. I yeah, like I what she's done. Christina's rung her up and Debbie's just gone, no problems. Uh, <laughs> please do like the flowers. She's just climbed it. Just gone with it. No no mention of what flowers. What she's flowers? Gone, oh, no worries at all. Well, Lovely. Well, I'll claim those. cool article as well I saw this week yep. in the Science Daily. It's, um, it's uh, Science Daily. It turns out that to tell the sex of a Galapagos penguin, all you need is a ruler. Right. So, well, right. Okay. So size so, does matter. Well, well, yes. Um, you're onto it, mate. Straight, <laughs> straight onto it, you know. In the journal Endangered Species Research, scientists at the University of Washington announced that for a Galapagos penguin... Beak size is nearly a perfect indicator of whether a bird is male or female. Wow, rightio. Armed with this knowledge, researchers could determine the sex of a bird quickly and accurately in the wild without taking a blood sample for DNA. Right. Speeding up field studies of this unusual and endangered seabird. Right, okay. Now, I don't know, mate. I mean, there's, there's a lot of you know, hearsay of things that, that goes around, but these these people, to ter- search for a physical sign of sex... the penguins yep from 2010 to 2014 so that's how long they were looking for for something four years oh crikey they've been measuring and they finally worked out now i don't know mate when i was growing up you know big hands big feet yeah yeah big nose yes yeah yeah it all implies certain characteristics yeah and they've spent four years in the galapagos i can I can smell a little junket there. There's a junket on there, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. To eventually work out it's the beak. And it's the length of the beak. And, and it's not even like you're saying, um, so it's the uh it's the the, the, the width and circumference of the left toe, you know, um <laughs> yeah, you know, at Something a non visible. Yeah, it's like the beak's the first thing yeah, you're gonna measure, isn't it? You know? Yes. It's it's right there. It's it's sitting on front of its face. Yes. Stick the ruler up against that. Yeah. Galapagos penguins are the only penguins <laughs> to live in an equatorial region. 
Like all penguin species of most birds, they lack external genitalia. Right. In addition, male and female Galapagos penguins look similar like to one another. Dolls. They're Barbie dolls. But Ken doesn't have uh, long hair. No, no. Does He's got he? a big nose, though. Oh, does he? <laughs> oh, no, I haven't ruled it. Where's his nose? <laughs> I don't know. If they got the same size nose, we need to check. There's a PhD right there, yeah, mate. Right there, Four yeah. years measuring Ken's nose. <laughs> in addition, male and female Galapagos penguins look similar to one another and both share penti- parenting duties. Oh, they're just saying appendage duties. <laughs> Parenting duties, incubating eggs and rearing the offspring. Males do tend to be slightly larger than the females, but the difference is slight. Right, yeah. Capello combined the body size measurements and DNA test results into a statistical analysis. So it wasn't just (laughs) measuring tape. Measuring, no, no. To search for physical characteristics that correlated with the sex of the bird. Now, I know you're thinking it's length, mate. Yep. She found that the males had slightly thicker... Beats. Oh, it's the width. It's the girth. It's the girth. <laughs> it's the girth. There we go. Rightio. Measured from top to bottom compared to females. So wow. maybe that did take four years. Perhaps to give him a bit of credit. <laughs> I thought myself length, but no, it's girth. Girth's where it's at, mate. Mate, are we just pure all thinking that it's length, you know, rather than girth? You know, I don't know. You We're know? just two I guys just trying to make a anyway. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so there you go, a little interesting article. I mean, it reminds me, have you been to the Galapagos, mate? No, I have not, no. Oh, uh, Deb and I went to the Galapagos. Oh, oh, did you? Yeah, we've been to the Galapagos. Nice. When we were backpacking around yeah, right. sort of South America. Yeah. And uh, oh, we had a fa- fantastic time, just amazing. One of the best sort of wildlife things I've ever done. Yeah. But we were on this little boat, um, you know, and I'd, I'd done uh, doing a little bit of diving, but at yep. this spot we were all sort of just hanging out, chilling, having, having some dinner and... and uh, Suddenly, all the whole people in the boat, all the crew, were jumping over the side of the boat. Going, vamos, vamos! Like, come on, come on! You know, jump over the side. And we're yeah. going, Why is everyone jumping over the side? And then one guy sort of stayed in the boat. He couldn't swim. One of the, the Spanish yeah. guys. He's going, "Oh, there's sharks in the water." So we're like, "Oh, right." So yeah, yeah. so that, that we jump yeah. out of the boat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Hang on, a, hang on a second. In Australia, we get in the boat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, okay." So sort of looked over the boat, and there's sort of about these one to one and a half size meter. Uh, sharks sort of outside yeah. I thought alright Deb's like I'm not going in there I'm not going there <laughs> like I've got to do this I'm never going to be I'm back here stay again stay here with non-swimming Fernando yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. exactly. all hands for Fernando yeah. perhaps <laughs> anyway that's another story <laughs> and so and so I, I sort of you know put my nasty snorkel on sort of jumped in the water and it was amazing so I'm sitting there floating on the water and these sharks are swimming underneath yeah. swimming around and I looked over in the distance and there was a, uh, one of the other uh, ladies that were on the boat with us sort of diving down trying to take a photo and as she's swimming back up i see these sharks are sort of following back oh. up to the surface she's unbeknownst to her so yeah. i'm thinking oh geez they are pretty sort of game so i'm just swimming around and doing my own thing next thing something grabs me on the shoulder right yep and i'll tell you what mate that was a real trouser moment that one i've absolutely you, you, you didn't do an impression of a squid then did oh. you and sort of shoot something you, dark you, out you, the tw- you yeah. are spot on mate i was absolutely beside myself <laughs> And I turned up and it was Deb grabbed me on the shoulder. <laughs> she got up enough guts and jumped into the water and just grabbed me on the shoulder. I was like absolutely scared. That, but, oh, so, it was, but it was amazing. So we sat there floating on the surface, sort of yeah. holding hands, watching these one and a half to one metre, you know, uh, I think they were Galapagos sharks. Okay, yeah. Which 
I did look them up later, and yeah, then they, they had been known to attack humans. So okay. we're not talking your full, just your reef sharks. So, yeah, yeah. But oh, it was amazing. Amazing wow. experience. If you ever get a chance to go, mate, yeah, highly recommend it. Nice one. Yeah, yeah. yeah really good fun. Good stuff. What year yeah. was that that you were there? Oh, I know you're testing me. Uh, we got married in uh, 2000. I won't name the year because I'll get it wrong. Uh, it before <laughs> oh, that. We won't say the date either so you don't get that wrong either. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Thanks for putting me on the spot. Yeah. I can't even edit this bit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was 2002. Three, four, what, five, five, six, seven. We Edit got point. married in. <laughs> Pause. Okay. So, no, it was oh, probably 2003, I'd say. Yeah, something right, like yeah. that, maybe. maybe. Or oh, maybe it was after that, 2005. Anyway. Yeah, right. It was a yeah, while ago. A while ago. Yeah. yeah. Time anyway. flies when you're having yeah, fun. Yeah, it does, mate. Definitely. So, yeah, that's, that was a really good article. Another article I saw this week as yep. well um, was in the conversation and right. our old mate Thomas Hildebrand. Oh, hey, hang Thomas. on. The stack hat. Yes. The stack the hat. The people stack hat. The man with the, the 10 litres of, of, uh, of rhino of semen. Of carry on. In, in the yeah. overhead locker. <laughs> yes. So, Thomas... He's 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 starting to uh, try and resurrect the northern white rhino. Right. Okay. So yep. to recap a bit, mate, we we talked about a few. I reckon it was, I reckon it was pod four, the one that four we recorded five. in the tin box that sounded horrible. Oh yes, yeah, but yeah. I right, lost. Yeah. Remember, I lost oh, it, and yes. then we had to redo it. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, I still feel bad about that. <laughs> anyway, so Sudan was. The last northern white rhino that yes. passed away. They yep. put a thing on Tinder. It didn't work. Yes. And left behind two uh, two females, his daughter Najin yep. and his granddaughter Fatu. Yep. Now, Thomas is all about bringing the northern white rhino back to back to life. Yes, you yeah, know, yeah. You know, uh, procreating, the, you know, uh, bring the species back. And so he he has, he's starting to use hybrid embryos. Okay, right, yeah. Uh, so scientists have for the first time created hybrid embryos with DNA from the nearly extinct northern white rhinoceros. Yep. An advance that could ultimately lead to the first resurrection of a mega mammal. Wow. Now, that's a good article. I'm loving it. Well, it's a great headline yeah, anyway. Yeah, you know, it's just really grabbing you right off front street, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah, 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 really good. So Professor Thomas Hildebrand, Used material from the southern white rhino, successfully fertilised... Material. 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 <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Mm, I hadn't... Yes, good point. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously a PG article. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're not talking denim from his Levi's <laughs> here, you know. There's other places where you can get jeans and not. we're not talking Levi's. You don't think they've clipped a toenail, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Swabbed his cheek. <laughs> Successfully fertilising southern eggs with sperm from both northern and southern subspecies, proving that the process works. Right. Now, for a process to work, mate, what sort of success rate would you say? Like something was to work. If you're doing a surgery and a cruciate surgery on a dog, the success rate to say that's a surgery that works... Where are we looking, you reckon? Oh, well, yeah, but gee whiz, yeah, you'd, you'd want to say that it's, uh, you know, as close to 100% yeah. as you can get. 90, 95, Somewhere, the, everything the goes... The higher, the better. Yeah, exactly. Only 7 out of 314 fertilised eggs developed into embryos. A roughly 2% success rate. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's going to be hard to get across the line with the uh, the funding uh, groups, Thomas, I hope this is not your life's work, mate, because yeah. you've got more chance of getting a sponsor on this podcast yeah. than you have for your, <laughs> for your, for your fertilising your eggs. So, I mean, but I was thinking, imagine you went to a human IVF clinic. Oh, wow. You know, you're trying to have a baby. 
Yeah. And they, they, you know, in the brochure, you open up the brochure and there it is all, all beautiful colours and pictures of babies. We have a 2% success rate at this clinic. Wow. You'd be putting it down and walking out, wouldn't you, mate? I mean, well, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure um, uh, Barbara Streisand had a better success rate than that with her uh, with cloning her uh, cloning her dogs. I think we need to get them together. Th- Thomas Hildebrand's got to go to the uh, go to SoCal and start trying to work out about uh, yeah, Texas. using the stuff of there. Oh, it was Texas. Texas, wasn't it? that's yes. it. Yeah, Texas, yeah, yeah. where it's at. This process is technically very challenging. Would well, want to be with a two percent success yeah. rate if it's easy and he's only getting two percent. He's not trying hard enough. No, he's not. He's not. Well, this is where we come in, mate. A special device was developed to enable the operators to extract un fertilized eggs from the ovaries of anesthetized female southern white rhino from a number of new european zoos right this three-person job right requiring a steady hand yeah right that can guide a needle of just over one millimeter in diameter almost one meter in length into the reproductive system via the rectum to capture eggs one millimeter now that's a job ad suited for you (laughs) you and me mate far out. You, you've you got a steady hand, Robbie. We've both got steady hands. Gee, you, me, and Thomas as wow. a team. Gee, that but is yeah, insane. A millimetre long, a millimetre diameter, and uh, one metre long. Gee whiz, even just from an engineering point of view, yeah. to be able to create something that has a hole, you know, if it's a needle, because you've got to be able to suck the, um, yeah. the, suck the thing out. I want, I'm surprised I can't do it laparoscopically. Well, yeah, well, no. I guess he's using ultrasound to guide it. That's probably what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I guess well, ul- ultrasound and then going in, um, you know, per rectum. Well, well, maybe when you apply for the job, mate, you can ask him. I'll, that I'll that could be one him. of the questions. Yeah, Have you I'll, got any questions for us? I do, as a matter of fact. How in the bloody hell are you doing this? <laughs> How steady is your hand need to be? <laughs> <laughs> the next step will be to transfer three of the embryos that have been frozen to the uterus of Suther- surrogate southern white rhino for gestation and birth. Wow. The final step toward the birth of a calf containing northern white rhino DNA is no small step, step, as artificial insemination in a rhino has rarely been attempted. Right. You're really pushing it uphill, Thomas, I reckon. Absolutely. You're on 2% for the embryos. Yeah. No, uh, no one's inseminated a... Uh, a, a, have you inseminated a rhino before, mate? I, I haven't. No, no. Yeah. I, I, I think you're uh, you're right on the thing of trying to yeah push it uphill. I think if he sort of goes uphill, it might be a little bit easier because <laughs> I think it might be uh, yeah. There's a bit of height difference there. You know, there might be a bit might be a bit more well, difficult. Well, some thought standing on your head helps with that. So perhaps <laughs> perhaps, perhaps we could mention that or <laughs> certainly helps with that sort of thing. As the first demonstration of this process working for rhino, this research is significant, impressive, and exciting. And expensive. (laughs) And not going to work. And not getting anywhere. Sorry, Thomas. but (laughs) (laughs) It offers a possibility to rescue the genes of a subspecies that, following the death of the last northern male white rhino earlier this year, is now represented by just two elderly females. And if the method works for the rhino... It should be possible to extend it to other endangered large animals. Yeah, right. Well, I like where he's going. He's he's a man who's out there. No, he's he's at giving the pointy it, end. He's giving it a crack. He um, is, isn't he? I wonder where. Um, so you know. Okay, so so looking at things from a I guess an existential point of view. So you know. The, the, the northern white rhino is a genetically distinct species from the southern yes, white rhino. Yes. Otherwise, they would just be white rhinos. Yes. You know, um, if they're taking the um, the embryo of the southern white rhino and putting the DNA of the northern white rhino in, 
if, if you're talking an embryo, the embryo is still going to have genetics yes. in there, isn't it? It's a mix, isn't it? It yeah. is. It's a mix. Yeah. So it's, it's more of a central white rhino than a northern white rhino. Yeah, you know? and, and if, if you do want to go further into it, Robbie, they have given me a, a little genetic map that you could oh, be studying they? later when we when we send all our listeners to sleep. Yeah. We could, <laughs> as we are doing with we, could, we could describe that to them yeah, as, well. as well. Yeah, But it does, go, it does go on talking about, you know, the article does sort of bang on a bit, but, but talks a little bit, it gets into the ethics of what's going on and, yeah. and talks a little bit about how they, in in a sanctuary in Uganda, they've replaced an extinct, extinct giant tortoise with a related species and that's called taxon substitution. But, geez, it really started getting past me then. Just, uh, I was 2%, mate, I was out. So. <laughs> but I must say, the last line says, your donation is tax deductible. So obviously he's Thank taking some tax to some donations if yes. necessary. <laughs> well, he's got to try and get that two percent up a little bit higher. Well, you know, that, that's not going to happen just from uh, you know just from hard work and good luck. Well, you know? if he's if he's going to bring us on board too, mate, we're not free. No, no way. That steady hand comes at <laughs> a price. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets. Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at VetBehaviorist and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.